This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and the CountrySquireOnline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Good evening. Hey, Bo. Good evening, dude. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I, I'm just chuckling because I uh, remembered about 20 minutes ago when you were mimicking my intro into the show. Okay. How you doing, man? What's up? We'll pull the curtain back just <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So so as part, you know, there's a pre-show ritual that yeah, yeah, the yeah. folks, even the folks on the YouTube channel don't typically get a chance to see. Yeah, typically. Which is, uh, you know, some last minute kind of, uh, you know, crossing the I's and dotting the T's <laughs> and all that kind of good stuff. And then there's also me setting up the equipment and right. then trying to do a mic check. Now, right. we have different voices. <laughs> as, as people might have noticed. Right. And so, you know, I, as uh, in an effort to make sure that your levels were coming through, I did my best John David Cole impersonation tonight. And um, it, it sounded more like our friend, the judge. It or, was it was the judge. Or, or, That's what it was. Yeah. Someone that, uh, that hunts and fishes a lot more than I do. <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was a good try, though. It was definitely Hello. Southern. It was just the wrong. That's kind the thing. Of anytime you anytime you're uh, mimicking, uh, you know, someone's voice, there there is that tendency for it to come out as kind of a caricature. Right. You know? So it's right. gonna gonna do that a little bit. And um, I had someone actually, you know, we, we're here at the shop. If you've ever been to the Squire, you know, you it's a small pipe shop and I'm the one that uh, is here typically by myself all day. Uh, and and when anyone comes in the door, uh, you know, the door swings open, the bell jingles, you know, announcing that someone's here. And almost every single time it's me going, Hey, how you doing? Come on in, you know? And like someone heard me say that about five times in a row, in maybe uh-huh. a 20 minute period, you know? And they were just like, Hey, come on in. Hey, come on in. Hey, come on in. And they just like started saying it a bunch. And I was like, man, I, this is, I, this is what y'all have to deal with. It's really, oh it's, man, it's really awful. I, you know, I was tempted just now to actually jump into my John David. You know what? But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to jump into my impersonation of you. Cause the other Don't fact, it's nerve wracking when someone's here for that. It's crazy. No, no it, it, yeah. You don't want to do it. You don't do it. <laughs> Keep the friendship alive. Don't mimic your friends. <laughs> well, man, we got a lot going on. Yeah, um, dude. A lot of going on around the shop and in, in the tobacco world. What you got going on? Absolutely. We're really excited uh, for anyone in the central Mississippi area or uh, Louisiana, Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, We've got an Ashton Peterson event next week. That's uh, February 17th at 6 p.m. It's a Wednesday. And uh, our friend Vince Jones from Peterson and Ashton will uh, be coming here to the Squire to do a tobacco sampling and tasting. Uh, And we'll have some promotions going on that night as well. So if you're around, uh, come on to the shop uh, that night, free to attend. We'll have some uh, adult beverages and some nice uh, uh, tobaccos for you to try and sample. And so uh, that's exciting. Uh, also here at the shop, we just debuted, uh, which I think we talked about last week on our show, uh, our new raspberry cream tobacco. Uh, and we have named this uh, Seersucker, Bo. Uh, which it, Seersucker. Seersucker. Uh, this is Seersucker. Are, are you familiar with what Seersucker is? I mean, I'm assuming it's some sort of like tart treat. It's a <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It does, right? It it, it kind of evokes that. But seersucker is actually a type of fabric uh, that oh yeah, like old Southern gentlemen's like suits are made of, and like you'll huh. see, you know, the blue and white striped no, suits. I know are, like, exactly made of cotton. what you're talking that's about. Seersucker, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and and this, I'm got telling a you, buddy, who got married in one of those. Th- this, yeah, no, it happens right yeah, down yeah, yeah. here. So you know, in the South, you, between. Uh, Easter and Labor Day, or if you're from society, you say between Easter and the end of August. 
then uh, <laughs> then you then you are able to legally wear seersucker, uh, but only during that season because if not, then you're a heretic. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> right? Uh, this 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 blend uh, just makes me think of that kind of late spring Easter. Uh, you know, going into May kind of season, uh, you know, it's just real fruity, but also, uh, light and easy on your tongue. And, uh, it, it was something that, I don't know, just evoked seersucker to me. So, uh, All right. and, and, and because seersucker does, like you said, it kind of, it, it sounds like something that would be succulent, like something that would be kind of a, uh, you know, a delicious, uh, treat. So, uh, so yeah, we named it seersucker. It makes like, sense to me, man. Uh, yeah. Available now on our website. So you can check that out. All right. So if you look for seersucker right now, you'll find it. Yeah. It's on our website. Wonderful. All, All right, man. That's, that's, that's great stuff. Uh, so we'll actually, will seersucker be available during the, the events? Uh, yes, it will. For sampling? It will. Yeah. Okay. It's available right now. So if you want to come by the shop at any time, you can try bowl for free. Great, man. Yep. That's awesome. Well, hey, also for the people in the local area, I got a little bit of, uh, uh, an event going on. What's going on with you? Well, so they've got this thing going on. This They've got this organization, this group of folks called Team Jackson. We, we, we do broadcast from Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, there's an event going on called, uh, I believe it's called State Street Open House or Open Street State. I, it's downtown, right? It's downtown. Yep. Yeah. So it's a big thing that's going on downtown. Uh, come on out. Jocko's Tacos, One Block East, uh, dinner and drinks is going to be a lot of fun. And then the group's going to move over to Thimble Press, Coalesce. And that's kind of the area where my studio is. Now, not obviously... Yeah. Right now we're broadcasting from the shop, which is awesome. But there is actually a Pottery Studio. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now it's uh, we we've moved in in the the last month or so, and and so if you happen to go to this thing, the open house at State Street, um, find me. I'll be wearing a Pottery shirt. And uh, and let me know you want to come see the studio because I'll be I'll be taking a few folks up to uh, as kind of a tour. So. And and that's this Wednesday night, the tenth. This coming Is Wednesday right? night, yeah. So as this okay. uh, podcast goes out, it will actually be uh, that Wednesday night, be that evening. That's yeah. right. Okay, that's right. So five thirty that evening. If you're in the local area, I'd love to have you come out, say hey, and uh, and connect with you there. Hey, a uh, couple other things. Uh, today I would be uh, very disappointed if I didn't get to sneak this in. Uh, is a person who very is very important to me and very close to me. Uh, it's his birthday. Oh, and I would like to wish my father a happy birthday. Hey. <laughs> and, All right, uh, Mr. Cole uh, is is kind of if I were to describe him, uh, he's not a pipe smoker, and I think uh, his heart palpitated when he learned that I was going to go work at a pipe shop. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's something he had to work through, but he's been very <laughs> supportive. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he's he's a um, a very intelligent man. It's kind of like if Winston Churchill's intelligence was mixed with like. Like the industriousness of like Genghis Khan, uh, and and, like the, and the looks of Harrison Ford, that would be that would be my dad. So man, um, anyway, dad, if you're listening, happy birthday, happy birthday, Mr. <laughs> Cole. You know, for those of y'all who are watching live, go ahead and hashtag that. Happy birthday, Mr. Cole. I love that. That's He'll be awesome. mortified. Hey, boat. Did you watch the Super Bowl last night? Well, you know, I watched uh, the commercials. Yeah. Because right, here's the thing, man. I know that the orange team was playing the blue team. Yeah. And that. Yeah, the, that- <laughs> I, I think a I think lot it was of people, the orange team and the seafoam team actually. It was a seafoam. Yeah. Okay, I can, I can dig it. Uh, yeah. So the 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 fire horses versus the angry panther. Right. And they were fighting, and uh, while they weren't fighting, then there were some really interesting commercials. They played like amazing. four innings, right? And, <laughs> right. and during the after the in between the innings, they had some commercials. Beyonce was there for a little bit. That was cool. Hey, but, uh, that's about it. What do you know about? Puppy Monkey Baby. Okay, what is the deal with Puppy Monkey Baby? Did you see it? I, I mean, how could you not? It, it it was a puppy. It's a pug and a and a and a monkey and a baby. Right. with a rattle. Yeah, that licked the guy on the on the face. It was that was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, I I, I kind of liked it. You would. 
You, I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one person of all the people I've talked to. They're like, I will never purchase a Mountain Dew product again. But you're talking about about Mountain Dew because of that. And yes, you probably will purchase a Mountain Dew product. But I mean, it, you know, if you want to, you know, stay up all night or you know, that was some marketing guy who's at his wits end. What are the cutest things that are out there? What do people like? What are people like? Let's like look online and see what are the, the things thing that is, people like, search for the most on YouTube. Well, and it, like you combine all three things, and I guess their idea was like, we're going to make this product that's got three awesome things and. Well, a puppy, a monkey, and a baby. I woke up this morning saying, "Puppy, monkey, baby. Oh my gosh. Puppy, monkey, baby. <laughs> puppy, monkey, baby." Um, it's it was creepy, but like I I don't know. I kind of got into it. You know that for me, there really wasn't. I a- feel bad for the baby because <laughs> who, whoever's little baby legs that those were like on on the actual they will thing, always be the puppy monkey baby. They will be the puppy monkey baby. Yeah, like let, let's life. let's be glad that it was the pug's face and not the baby's face. Right. Well, hope, right. Let's just hope someone's parents did that to them. Thirty years from now, that exact same child actor is cast to reprise the role. Yeah, as a puppy or I guess dog monkey man, dog monkey man. I, th- I think dog. that'd be. Let's do it. Let's let's make that happen. You know what? Dog ape man. Right. <laughs> a lot of folks actually watched the Super Bowl, smoking some pipes, and That's then fantastic. some folks some pictures, which was really great. Uh, did yep. you were you puffing on your pipe during the uh, Super Bowl? Uh, I wasn't. I was over at a buddy's house, uh, holding his uh, infant daughter, and so uh, during uh, the game, yeah, trying yeah. not to yell and scream bloody murder uh, in between sips of beer and cradling this this sweet baby. So uh, I did not smoke my pipe. No. Ah, okay. Well, but, I'm just um, curious. But yeah, but but the pipe was puffed over the weekend, and uh, and right now I'm actually enjoying. Uh, what is this? This is a uh, Syrian Super Balkan from McClelland. Uh, ah, Super Balkan for the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Balkan. Mm. It practically writes itself. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. A customer bought this, and I, I didn't really know much about it. It's a McClelland tobacco, but uh, a customer bought this thinking, oh, it's Super Balkan. I bet that's just loaded with Latakia. Um, and, and this is a Latakia smoker. So uh, he smoked it for about a week and then brought the rest in, and he said, dude, this is nothing but red Virginias. And he, he brings it in as just like, you have this. And so I've been smoking it and like, you can, you can taste the Latakia in it, but man, that's just like I, with the description on the back here, I'll read it. It says mm. super Syrian, super Balkan pipe tobacco. Again, this is a McClellan product, a lavishly flavorful Balkan blend, uh, using the finest dark, fragrant, cool smoking Syrian Latakia, uh, with seasoned top grade Louisiana Perique, rich and mellow. Yeah. Let me uh, this. Dude, I'll be really honest. Like, that's a delicious Virginia blend. Like you can, you can smell, uh, the Latakia in the background a little bit. I don't, I mean, the Latakia taste is extremely light. I, based on the description of that tobacco, I never would have bought that. Um, just because I don't smoke a lot of Latakia and, and anything super bold, but man, that's just a rich, good kind of Virginia blend. It's got that tasty. How does McClellan, like, how do they always have that exact, like, tin note? It's witchcraft. I mean, like, you know, the most diverse <laughs> tobaccos in the world. You open up, you can always catch that little M- McClellan tin. Mike and Mary McNeil wait until the McClellan factory closes down and they, <laughs> they usher out all the, uh, all the employees and then they, and then they pull out their little fairy bag. And, and, and we don't know what's in that bag, but whatever's in it is what gives it, it that, that smell. smell. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. And we are very thankful for that bag. Well, look, we're all about the tobacco tonight because tonight we actually have a great topic for you. We're going to be talking about how to revive 
old, dried-up tobaccos. Yeah. Now, if you're like me, uh, you enjoy pipes, you enjoy pipe tobacco, but you don't get to smoke nearly as much as you want to, uh, which means is that as you accumulate tobaccos, sometimes, if not packaged correctly, and even sometimes if, if packaged correctly, yeah. they just get old, they get dry, they're not a quality smoke anymore. So the question I suppose to start off with is, do you toss it out or can something be done about this old and dried up tobacco? If if you decide to toss it out, you need to send it to 1855 Lakeland <laughs> Drive, Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> uh, and we will gladly take it off your hands. Uh, yeah. You know, look, dried out tobacco is kind of this conundrum, right? And you and you nailed it, Bo. Like as pipe smokers, a lot of times our, uh, you know, addictiveness to purchasing and sampling mm-hmm, new tobaccos mm-hmm. outruns our ability to smoke these tobaccos. My mom right? used to call it when yeah. eating, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Yeah, bigger than your belly, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're constantly, uh, you know, buying new things and winding up with all this leftover tobacco. Now, if you put it in the proper, you know, like let's say you jar it up or, you know, uh, put it in some kind of container that's really going to take care of it. Uh, obviously, we've talked a lot about this on air, and I'm mm-hmm. a friend. I'm a fan of the uh, little pint mason jars, <laughs> but, um, you know, if you haven't done that. Then your tobacco eventually is, you know, probably going to get kind of, kind of crispy and might have the consistency of a uh, of pine straw. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. Uh, so you know, there, so then there's that question: Do I, you know, do I take these uh, five pounds of this tobacco that I've been collecting over time, and I've sampled about half of this and a quarter of that, and one bowl of this, and you know, do I throw it out? Do I do I try to bring it back? And um, man, tobacco can almost almost always be brought back. (laughs) It's one of those things that, uh, you know, will it have the freshness that maybe it once did? Um, You know, it depends on the tobacco, I think, on that. But uh, some of the aromatic tobaccos particularly, I think, are a little difficult to bring back because the the aroma, I mean, literally can escape the, uh, you know, the 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 tobacco leaves think about like a like a yankee candle or something that's right. like been uh you know unopened up and eventually it just kind of loses its <laughs> scent you know mm-hmm. uh but a lot of the other blends you, you can so let me ask you john david yeah what must tobacco do to become saved wow <laughs> my son <laughs> my son live up to your name and and tell us how how can this tobacco be become redeemed well it, it, it the, if the tobacco is is totally depraved which, which of course it it is it is right, right? It's, it's, a, it's a completely depraved tobacco so um you know the 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 tobacconist or the person that's smoking the tobacco uh, chooses to revive the tobacco okay okay so um, so the tobacconist actually makes the decision the tobacconist makes the decision the tobacco can't really decide for itself it's it's tobacco it's dead tobacco without the tobacconist it's just going to sit there and rot and die. It'll sit there and, and and do what dead tobacco does, which is just be dead. For those of you unaware, we're dropping some <laughs> theology on you right now. But anyway, um, yeah. So 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 the the smoker chooses to make the tobacco uh, revive, and then once the uh, choice has been made, then the the. Uh, the, the smoker breathes life back into the tobacco. All right. Now, seriously, let's get into the practical <laughs> application here, preacher. So what you've got is, uh, you know, tobacco that, uh, you know, is crispy for the most part. There are different levels of, you know, being unavailable to, or, you know, different levels of dried out tobacco. So you've got some that, uh, are just a little dried out, some that, uh, could just use a hint of moisture and some that just really do have that almost sawdust powder, uh, pine straw type of thing going on. So, um, you kind of have to figure out where you're at. A few quick fixes that, you know, are, are often options for you, depending on the level of dryness that you're, 
uh, tobacco has. Um, uh, you know, we've talked about it a lot uh, on air, but you can actually spray the tobacco with water. Okay, now this is this is the number one thing that I'd kind of point you to do if the tobacco is very very dry. Now you don't want to do this if your tobacco has really any moisture left on it at all. Right. This is a t- this is a thing you get to if your tobacco is just just dust. You know, and, and when I say spray it, right. I'm talking about like you're, you're putting it on a paper towel. Spread it out very thinly and then kind of misting it at a more like, like a spritz. You're spritzing it. Yeah. yeah. And, and even that you want to be careful, but always, always go on the lower side because you can add more as you want to toss it together, kind of let it sit a little bit and then, you know, and then try it again if you need to. Uh, but that, that's, that's kind of option one. Um, another option that a lot of people do, uh, is they will take a shallow bowl, almost like a, like a saucer or something. Um, and put your tobacco in that and then cover it with a hot, uh, terry cloth that's been, uh, oh, okay. wet. Yeah. And, and, and it's best in this case if you use distilled water. Really, in any of this, it's best if you use distilled water because the, um, regular water can tend to mold. Um, but if you'll take a, like a hot terry cloth or like a kitchen towel, kind of think of, uh, like a kitchen rag or something like that. Uh, and then place that over the bowl, of, kind of a shallow bowl of the pipe tobacco. Let it sit. Uh, you might let it sit for like an hour. Go in there, toss it, uh, you know, mix it around a little bit, and then repeat the process, kind of re-wet that rag and, uh, and maybe heat it up again in the microwave or something and, um, and then put it back on there. And, and do that a few times, maybe over a few hour period. Take a Saturday or something where you're at home and have the option to do that. And, um, and that can kind of bring it back if you've got a large batch that's kind of in that direction. So it, even even taking like a Saturday and doing this repetitious times, yeah. How I mean, like, well, let's go to the back to the spritzing thing because yeah, I feel like sure. that's that's something that like anybody gotta get the concept, right? You get a little spray bottle, you put water on it, psh, 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 mm-hmm. you go after it. Do you immediately start smoking it, or do you let it sit? I let it sit. You always want to let it sit. You know, anytime you're putting really wet tobacco in your pipe. Uh, you know, it, that does things to your pipe, obviously, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, the, the excess moisture will evaporate. And the idea is you want that to, to go ahead and do that. So you can put the, really the finished product, you want it to get to the point where it's kind of, uh, as it was when you purchased it again, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. that, that level of moisture that's just, um, not over the top. 10, you know, a lot of times they'll sell these pipe tobaccos between, uh, you know, like 10, 15, to maybe up to 20% humidity, uh, just depending on the amount of, uh, you know, moisture that they want in a certain blend. Um, but that's kind of, kind of where you're, what you're shooting for. And again, if you have a really, if you have a pipe tobacco that's already pretty moist, you don't want to introduce any, additional moisture directly to the tobacco at all, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which which can have some other options, too, we'll get to in a minute. But, um, you know, so the spray method is probably probably out for that. That really is when your tobacco is very, very uh, dry. I mean, you're looking at a fire hazard in your house when it's that dry. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> a, a few other, like, quick options, and, you know, we have talked about some of these before, but there's a lot of folks that uh, will use the little humidifier discs. Uh, actually, yeah, we have the little uh, humidifier kind of pouch button that yeah. I call it, a little pouch humidifier. Quarter size. Uh, yeah, it's a little quarter size silver disc. It's got a pumice stone inside this thing. Okay, that um, say that again. Pum- pumice stone? Pumice stone. Okay. Yeah, and it, basically it's just a little stone that absorbs moisture. And what I do is I'll drop this disc in uh, in a little cup of distilled water mm-hmm. uh, and then let it soak for maybe 30 seconds. Uh, pull it out, wipe off the outside really, really uh, good, kind of get shake the excess water off and then wipe it off really good. And then you're going to drop this inside your bag or pouch of pipe tobacco or your tin. 
The only problem with this method occasionally is that the it, it has the tendency to moisturize only the tobacco right around the disc. Okay. Hmm. So if you if you do this, you almost have to kind of deliberately go over there and shake it up occasionally, uh, and and to move the disc around. And 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 you might even even then like want to open it up occasionally, set this aside, maybe even recharge it uh, with more water, and then toss or mix the tobacco with your hands mm-hmm. around some. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an option for you. Uh, another, a lot of folks also will take like a cut up unused uh, sponge, and and do the same thing. Get you a sponge. Uh, just like something you'd buy at the store and do it with distilled water and wring it out really, really good and then put it in there. Man, that's, that's, that's the, uh, uh that, that's the old Walmart fix right there. It just there. doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't seem right. Uh, but, but some folks will do that. Another option that people do, and this kind of has a pretty hardcore following. And I, I tell you who tell, tells me most about these kind of things are the, uh, really old, grizzly, 40 year, like people that have been smoking pipes for 40 years and just, you know, just want to get it done. Um, what they do is they use fruit. And, and I think this is interesting. Huh. Um, so you'll take a bag, you know, your pouch or tin of pipe tobacco and you'll open it up and either put a, uh, a piece of apple in the tobacco, uh, or a lot of folks will use, uh, orange peels, like orange rind, just the peel. You don't want to put the orange in there. Um, some people will even use a potato, which I thought is interesting. Um, and, and I've, I've had a couple customers. That That's odd. That. I, I would think a potato would absorb moisture, not something about a, an uncooked potato. If you put huh. that, a slice of that in there, uh, will eventually, and, and, and again, you want to be careful with this. You have the, uh, you know, possibility of the, uh, moisture just collecting in one area. So it's something you'll want to check pretty regularly, maybe even, you know, at the first little bit, uh, over a couple of hours. Um, and toss that tobacco around pretty good and make sure, make sure it's there. Man, I'm thinking that's kind of, I mean, how does that not flavor the tobacco though, right? I mean, if you go that route. Yeah. I think with the apple and with the orange, you definitely uh, run the risk of that at some point, which, you know, to some degree, depending on the tobacco might be a great thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of curious to, to with try the that potato, out. potato though? Like, I don't know. No. I, I've never tried the potato and I, I don't know, you know, I, is a potato, potato, maybe. Is a potato strong enough to like actually flavor it? I, I don't know. I, yeah, I will say though, my favorite all time method for reviving uh, pipe tobacco is something that I haven't mentioned at all. And uh, I hope, I, and I hope, and I think our friend Russ is listening from Savannah, Georgia, but he, he learned me this, Bo. He learned me this lesson. Yeah. And it's, and it's a very good one. And we've talked about it before. I, I told, I looked him in his eye when he told me this and I called him crazy. <laughs> uh, and, and, and now I do it all the time. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> you know, take your pipe, even if it's, even if that tobacco is just as crusty, dry as it can be. And, um, and man, put it in your pipe. And and as you're loading it with each pinch you put in your pipe, just breathe gently over the bowl. Uh kind of breathe into the bowl. Mm-hmm. And just the moisture from the condensation in your in your mouth will actually be just enough to get that right where it needs to be. Some tobaccos, you buy them and they're already kind of in that dry state like that. I know our friends at Cornell and Deal are, are kind of known for that. You open up their tin and um, and their tobaccos are kind of dry mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's how they're sold. Mm-hmm. And like, if you need to add some moisture to it, you can, but, um, you know, and, and our folks at Peterson as well, a lot of their tobaccos too in Ashton, uh, are going to be a little dry when you open the tin, but you know, this is just kind of part of it. And a lot of folks prefer a tobacco that's got, you know, some of that dryness to it. And so, you know, the, the opportunity there is, you know, when you load your pipe, you can actually add moisture 
at the time of smoking, right when you're about to smoke your bowl. So um, if, if your friends look at you crazy because you're breathing directly into your pipe bowl, uh, like you're blowing into a tuba, then let them think you're crazy because you're going to enjoy your smoke. Well, let me ask you this, because, I mean, I, I remember um, early on in our friendship, like maybe like the second time we ever hung out together. Oh, wow. I, it might it might have been after that. But I remember I had just come back from uh, Italy and I brought back with me. Oh, yeah. This this Italian tobacco. And oh, yeah. That stuff was like foul. I was terrible. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no offense to our Italian uh, listeners, of course. I'm sure that there's many great Italian tobaccos. No, absolutely. Uh, this one could have been made from the briar. I mean, like shaved off the briar or something like right, that. Right, right. But it was it was a vanilla it was a vanilla tobacco which I I I'd asked for a chalk. You know, I'm not even going to go into. It. There was a language barrier, and it was my fault. I'll just go ahead and put it like that. But one I, way I, or the other, I can see you trying to speak Italian right now. Like the tobacco, it's so good, for uh, dude. <laughs> Is Side that what note, you did? Why, did why do you... we always do this when we go out of the country? We try to we try to speak in English in the accent right. as if that's going to translate. As if that's going to help, right? Uh, it is uh, to split the wine. <laughs> uh, uh, how you say? We might as well be speaking pig Latin, right? Like at that point, it just Crazy. doesn't. Right? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> but the thing is, all right. So I brought this back and everything else, and, and I told you about it, and you said, "Oh yeah, yeah." At some point, you know, bring it bring it by the shop, yeah. so like to revive it. And so yeah. I did. I gave it to you. And you kept it in the humidor. I don't, right. I don't know if you did some other stuff to it, but I, I know that we kept it in the humidor for like months. Yeah, long time. And it didn't save the taste of the tobacco, but it did bring it back. It did bring it back enough to where you could, I think, enjoy it while you're smoking it. Yeah. So, so there's different schools of thought as far as using yeah. humidors and tobacco. What, what, what do you think about that? There is. Humidors, and, and I've kind of progressed on that a little bit. I, I would tend to you know tell you not to put it in a humidor. And, and the reason for that is... Particularly if you've got cigars in your humidor, uh, it's just not a good idea. They're, the flavor is going to bleed over, and it really needs to be at a different humidity anyway. With pipe tobacco, it, to get it back to smoking condition, you really need closer contact with moisture than that. Uh, and, and and I think personally, I think more intense moisture under a smaller amount of time. And so, you know, to put it in a humidor for months and months and months, like. You know, that that might help it to some degree, but I think it's much more effective just to, you know, do a direct application or a lot a much closer application. Something like we would have done, like if we, if we would have taken that wet terry cloth with some distilled water, um, you know, or even sprayed some of the tobacco with with water. I think your tobacco is probably too moist to do that with. Um but, you know, also things like the apple trick kind of, you know, could have helped with that as well. Probably so. Yeah. Probably would help with the flavor, all things. And, and honestly, like a great place to start if you're not sure uh, is the little pouch button. You know, we sell them on our website at thecountrysquireonline.com. You can get them elsewhere, you know. But uh, that little that little tobacco pouch moistener, um, you know, you just soak with a little, you know, distilled water and then throw in there. That's a that's kind of a safe place to start, you know, that, that at least with that, you know, you're not doing any irrevocable damage to your to your tobacco. I'm sorry, irrevocable? Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I said that right. All right, did I say yeah. that right? I, I've never heard that word before. I'm gonna write it in my uh, Moleskine journal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, my friend, is how you save depraved tobacco. I love it. By the way, <laughs> the second that we started going to that bit, Twitter yeah, exploded. Did it just explode? <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Loved y'all. I'm just saying there. that the tobacco has trouble reaching out on its own. So, so the the tobacconist or the smoker is gracious enough to to bring it back to life, and <laughs> and, and then and then it is imparted with the um with the dignity of the smoker. I can't believe this is coming from me, but 
on behalf of our Armenian <laughs> listeners, we'll, we'll we'll give it a rest. Right. Okay. Although somebody did do hashtag tulip tobacco, and I think I think there's something there. I'll that's, I'll leave it like that, but I think there's something there. Well, I'll tell you that there's great. there's something there, and there's also something here, and that is uh, amazing pipes, including man at the shop. Y'all actually sell some great pipes from Missouri Meerschaum. We sure do. Now Missouri Meerschaum, excellent company, as you know, they do sponsor the show, and we've got a pipe that is specifically sponsoring this episode, and that is their freehand. Oh man, I love those things dude all right so you know i, I think i was um last last episode i believe it was the uh not the general but the patriot yeah that i mentioned was kind of like when you see it you know it's a missouri Mirsham. yeah that's kind of what it's in your mind you're thinking you know missouri Mirsham pipe. It's, it's a unique it's special man in many respects the freehand is this as well i mean it's a gorgeous pipe kind of a long a long corn cob uh maybe about like half that corn cob but it opens up, you know what I'm saying? Like it's almost kind of like a funnel. What would you call that shape? Actually, yeah, well, it's a freehand shape. <laughs> <laughs> so th- think about a think about a pipe that uh, you know obviously has the uh, exposed plateau on the top of it and the bark that uh, where the carver has really tried to. Uh, you know, leave that natural beauty on its own, mm. um, and and then try to do that in your mind with a corn cob. Corn cob. And, and there's your and there's your freehand corn cob pipe from uh, Missouri Mirsham. We've sold them here at the shop for years, and uh, and they're beautiful. Man, yeah, look, gorgeous pipe. We'll also have a picture of it in the show notes. Be sure to check it out. And for those of you who are rocking a freehand corn cob pipe from Missouri Mirsham this week, take selfies of yourself, smoke that pipe. This is the time. Send those pictures in. We love to retweet them and uh, and let them know. So we really appreciate you guys for taking those pictures shopping uh those pipes from missouri meerschaum and of course helping making the show happen that's right pipe question of the week pipe question of the week this week is brought to us by or the golden slice <laughs> man got a little tobacco <laughs> trivia for you uh this is really great for quite a long time uh, the back 10 label actually read Virginia tobaccos with a touch of burley due to a simple error in translation. Uh, fortunately, that's actually been uh, fixed and, and now everything is correct. But it's interesting that originally the description was off. Was incorrect because of, I guess, the Danish to English translation. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing. When you're talking about tobaccos, you're talking about an international history. I love that. And and the great thing is, you know, with the Scandinavian tobacco group, the folks at Lane and this wonderful uh, Orlick Golden slice it has that rich history of shipping around the world yeah. and having <laughs> moments like that where it's lost in translation <laughs> i would like to propose something to you yeah because orly golden slice is one of these tobaccos that's really good when it's aged i mean it's, it's excellent right out of the uh, right out of the tin but at the same time it's really really good when it's aged yeah. that orange slice deal that you could you could almost like make a hole in the space-time continuum by doing that. I kind of want to try that. Because, because you know, you think about Orlick, it's already got the citrus notes yeah, to it, particularly yeah. orange, and uh, yeah, that could be fun. Dude, check that out. Try that out. If, if you've ever done that, let me know, but I, I think I might actually try that out and see. <laughs> so we appreciate Orlick Golden Slice for helping bring this segment to you. Pipe question is coming in from Mario, who writes, if I wanted to add whiskey or rum to a flavored pipe tobacco, what kind of container would you recommend for mixing? And do you have any ratio uh, method tips or tricks? He also makes note that he is working with mostly Cavendish and just a touch of Beverly. Hmm. What do you think? How much does the tobacconist reveal of his trade? Well, <laughs> that's the thing, man. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of theories on this, uh, you know, as far as adding adding flavors to your tobacco. One thing about Cavendish, and you've got to consider, your Cavendish is already moist it's it's already a tobacco that you know typically mo- almost all the cavendish you can buy on the american market just as a consumer 
is going to be uh, flavored with something or or certainly already already moist. And so uh, to add to add whiskey to that uh, is going to probably not be particularly effective because it's one of those things where uh, you know, your your Cavendish cannot absorb any more moisture. It's just you know simple. Huh. You know, I mean, just the idea of like, well, it's already wet. Sure, so there's a maximum. It can't amount. really, yeah, it can't really take on much more flavor than it already has. And, and a lot of already flavored tobaccos are kind of like that. So you have to uh, experiment with that. Uh, leaves that I think are you know more prone to you know being able to accept some of those tobacco some of those flavorings or things like virginias and particularly burleys uh just a really versatile tobacco people always knock on burley uh it's the tobacconist's best friend because it's super <laughs> forgiving uh it is so uh so rich and it adds a lot of body and volume to a smoke uh and it's really good for uh marrying and flavoring different tobaccos so uh you know i might start with something like that you've got a lot of different you know uh Schools of thought on this. I've got some customers when they go home, they'll actually uh, get a huge bowl and kind of get a like a spray bottle and actually spray the tobacco with their mm-hmm. choice of whiskey. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know, at that point, just pick out your favorite uh, brand. You know, kind of pick out your favorite uh, whatever that is of whiskey and just kind of go to town uh, it, with it. With each squirt of whiskey that you're putting on the tobacco. <laughs> You, squirt of whiskey. I don't um, think that's the correct term. With each spritz of whiskey, splash or splash of whiskey, which <laughs> with each splash of whiskey that you add to your tobacco, uh, you know, keep in mind you need to you need to mix it extremely thoroughly, and and the moister it is with each splash, it's got to be dried out longer. And so this is mm. something where you're not again just gonna you know load it up with whiskey uh, and then put it in your pipe. It's got to sit in there a little bit. Um, and, and, and dry out. So a lot of times what people will do is they'll put it in a jar and then, you know, seal it up really, really tight. Uh, you know, think mason jar, some kind of jar with a really tight hasp lid on it. Um, and then let it really sit in there and marry for, you know, maybe a couple weeks or something. Come back to it, uh, and then open that jar up and let that stuff dry out for maybe, you know, 24 hours, maybe even longer than that. Mm. But enough for that that just to really breathe. And you might even take it out of the jar and kind of spread it out in a thin layer just to just to accelerate that process some. But uh, your, your tobacco really does have to dry out some. So those are some options for you. If you've ever thought about, you know, getting more sophisticated, um, a lot of folks will make like a simple syrup. Think uh, – Think of the kind of syrup you might make like an old-fashioned cocktail with or a mint julep or something. So just sugar and water? Uh, sugar and water, but you might introduce some whiskey to that as well mm. and then kind of play with that with your uh, with your tobacco leaves too. So anyway, just some options for you uh, without going too much in depth as to, uh, you know, what I may or may not do here at the shop. <laughs> but uh, I hope that's helpful. I love it because it reminds me of something that's top secret that we won't talk about, but something, you know, when, when I was reading his pipe question of the week to you, yeah. it reminded me of... Uh, an inspiration that we had last week uh, before going live to something that you may apply a similar so- oh, solution that's right. in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's all I'll say about that. Great, great <laughs> question, Mario. Nice I know people. that's so terrible, but <laughs> I, until you decide to pull the trigger, you know, I, I hate to I hate to jump the gun. Now you're just putting pressure on me. I know that. Now that I don't <laughs> that's hate the idea, to do. right? <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't do that, we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> right. Well, look, we really appreciate this question, Mario. And if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. CSR at Pottery Quick fire with the squire. All right, man. The day has come. 
here we are at last at the tail end of Martinson Devies. Mortensen Devies quick fire questions. Is this it? This is it. This is the man, last one, man. Golly, it's incredible. I can't believe it. Hey, it's been some really good ones though. Like stuff I never would have thought of. I feel like Morton has been here with us every single week. You know what I mean? Like he's been a presence on this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's it's almost been like our re- our resident bard. I mean, seriously, but, right? Yeah. I mean, he's just he's here. He's here. <laughs> Morton, you're with us, buddy. But at least you are one more episode and this is it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the final countdown. You ready? All right, bring it. North or South Pole? Uh South Pole because it's a uh continent that you can stand on. North Pole because Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Okay. I mean, seriously. Okay. Okay. If you want to go there, that's fine. I- I'm just saying, like, HP Lovecraft novels uh-huh. are set in Antarctica. Is that right? There are penguins there. Like there's like old gods underneath the water. South South, South Pole. Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. You choose Cthulhu over over Santa Claus. Over Santa Claus. Yes. Oh, fair like, enough. Maybe maybe eight times. I'm, I'm shocked. But all right. <laughs> um, all right. So if you're boating, would you prefer sail or motor? Uh, sailboat. I think that goes well with pipe smoking. Think Albert Einstein. Uh, mm. Do I know how to do either? No. I would push back on that and say that uh, motor also goes well with pipe smoking. Think, you know, sitting in the, the uh, you know, you got your little motor, your little trail motor going. Yeah, like a trolling motor kind And of uh, smoking your pipe while you're fishing. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to say sailing as well, though, because I like the idea of sailing, although I have no earthly idea how to do it. Yeah, me either. Yeah. But I, I wish that I did. That'd be cool. Uh, Led Zeppelin or Deep Purple? Led Zeppelin. You got to get the lead out. I love, I love Led Zeppelin. Yeah. 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 Without question. Yeah. It's good. Uh, and then finally... Captain America or Captain Crunch? Captain Crunch. Of course. Of course, of course you would choose Captain Crunch. <laughs> of course Crunch. I would go with Captain you, Crunch. You think Captain Crunch he's, is a member of the Avengers. He's, the, he's, he might, he's a member of the Avengers. He's like the most important one. He starts your day out crunchy and fabulous every you morning. You probably think he's the leader of both the Avengers and the Justice League. I'm just saying with him and Gumby and Darkwing Duck on your side, mm. evil can't stand a chance, Bo. Mm. <laughs> Had that been the case, I'm sure that Evil could not stand a chance, and that would be a movie that I would pay money to see. However, no, of course I'm choosing Captain America. Uh, and this new film, man, hates me so much, dude. Hang on, did you see the did you see the trailer though for the upcoming during the Super Bowl? Uh, the Captain America Civil War. Uh, uh, no, I actually don't think oh I did. I, I don't think I did. So good. I saw that one where they Hulk was like drinking the that, coke. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, no, no. This was uh, it's it's a whole thing. They got the yeah. the heroes are going up against each other, which it doesn't matter to you because you don't even know who the heroes are. No, that's great. I, just tell tell me when Mega Man comes up. <laughs> Morton, man, thank you so much. You've put us through these last uh, gosh months and months of questions. Yeah, we've we had really fun with those. They've been great. Yeah, man. So uh, thank you for doing that. But hey. That means we're wide open. We do have a couple on the horizon, but hey, get, get your, get your quick, quick fire questions and send them in. That's right. CSR at potestery.com. <laughs> your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener feedback. All right, man. Listener feedback this week. We got a great listener feedback. We actually got one from iTunes. This comes from my uh, cochinito 77. Cochinito, 77. Right on. Would you like me to? Are you reading? No, no, no. I got this. Okay, go. He says, awesome. First of all, let me say this podcast is just awesome. Not only full of entertainment, but also very informative. Fellows at the Country Squire are paving new grounds here. Cheers from uh, Ralphie. 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 Thanks so much, brother. We're glad you you found us and and enjoy it. Um, Next one comes from YouTube, and it's uh, MGV Squared. Uh, He says, or she says, 
I'm incredibly impressed you guys got my name right the first time you said it. Uh, most people don't. I knew I liked you guys for a reason. Thanks for the informative <laughs> answer, Mark. VV. Right. <laughs> awesome. Yep. That's, I, it never happens, by the way. So that's, that is a rarity. Yeah, it's very rare when we actually don't butcher someone's complicated name or, right. or not complicated. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I will butcher simple names. All right. So this next one is actually kind of interesting. This is an email that we got that was addressed to both of us, but yeah. it's like a double segmented email. Okay. Should I read the one that's intended for you and you read the one that's intended for me? Yeah, or should yeah, I read the? Let's do it that way. Okay, you let's go, do it that then way. You go first. I'll read yours. As he says, uh, this is from Scott B. He says, Bo, just a quick note to let you know, I too asked at the cigar shop in Caesar's Palace if it was okay to smoke a pipe back in May when I was there. Uh, this is in Las Vegas, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the answer was yes. Sure, I guess so. Uh, but they certainly were not accustomed to too many pipe smokers stopping in. Uh, we ended up not staying too long and moved on to a different location. Uh, that is very interesting. Well, it was, it's a yeah. cool place. They just need to be a little bit more welcoming to pipe smokers, which means that pipe smokers need to represent a little bit better in Vegas. Yeah. I kind of take it as the pipe smokers a little bit more classy than to be in Vegas all Dude, the time. This is the thing. Like, pipe, is that, pipe smoke, we're frugal people, right? I mean, we we tend to, like, kind of be penny pinchers. So, I, mean, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are, are you going to Vegas to, like, are, are pipe smokers often in Vegas? I mean, we have several good friends that are from Vegas. I mean, I'm there like once yeah. every other year or so. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, even that's, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a pipe smoking convention in Vegas. No, I mean, no, there is a and pipe it's huge, convention. And it's huge, huge, huge. Yeah. So, so, all right. So this is the thing. This year, pipe convention in Vegas, all of y'all going, y'all represent, y'all headed to the no, place. You have to go Palace. to Caesar's Palace and, uh, and tell them, give them the old, give them the old what for? Calibrate them, folks. That'd be good. <laughs> all right. Uh, he also says, John David, I too. I'm not a fan of the paneled shank or mm. less even of the paneled bowl look with one exception. Good man. For my 50th birthday, I got a special bulldog made by Scott Teeley, who did a great job personalizing my pipe for my birthday. Love the show and still planning on planning my country squire pilgrimage, perhaps bringing other members of the Greenville's upstate pipe society with me. Cheers, and from that's from Scott B. Yeah, man, absolutely. Man, that would be great. Yeah, I, Greenville's love, Upstate Pipe Society. I got to remember that. Love to see a picture of that uh, Scott Teeley that he made for you. Actually, that is that is really awesome. Yeah, like we talked about, I I'm such a like kinetic kind of uh, texture, tactile feel, tactile person. I don't even know. How, I, I I might be butchering all the actual language of these words, but uh, you know, it's important to me to, the feel has to be right. I can look at a pipe all day and like, man, that's a beautiful pipe. I would never own it. <laughs> and the reason I'd never own it is because something about the feel in my hand just wouldn't be, wouldn't be right. And mm-hmm. something about those paneled uh, sides or shanks or anything like that kind of, kind of throw me off. But um, man, I'm glad you found you one that, Absolutely. Uh, that's a good fit for you. Uh, any, uh, any uh, tweets coming <laughs> in during the live show? We, we've got, we've got a bunch of really good ones. Man, uh, there's been, it, y'all have been active tonight. Like, like, like you mentioned, a uh, whole, whole host of things. <laughs> Related to our uh, kind of sly commentary. Hashtag uh, tobacco tulip or tulip I, tobacco. I, I don't know. I, I don't. It's it's out there. Uh, yeah, and it's predestined. Whichever one goes first. It, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Portland Paul says uh, he he K Mosher eighty five is a pro at reviving dried pipe tobacco. Oh, right on. Uh, which is good to know. Uh, he also says that he soaked a new sponge on top of a tin uh, in a nine by thirteen casserole dish with cellophane over the top. Um, and because it's just got more surface area for it to bleed into. Huh, so, okay. uh, that's, that's handy. Um, 
Uh, David Piper, uh, at Tobacco Pipe Dave on Twitter, he says, uh, I use a Tupperware two-compartment container, uh, one side with a cotton ball soaked with distilled water, and the other side tobacco. That's a good idea. So you've got it kind of segmented uh, just naturally in your in your Tupperware container. You know, there's two two side containers that you might send like a kid to lunch with or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you put the, you know, moist, moistening device, I guess, on one side and, uh, and your tobacco on the other. That's a great idea. Got one from Brian Levine who says that uh, my way to add flavor to a blend is to drink the flavor while you're smoking the blend. That, that, <laughs> that's brilliant. I, I think that's, I think that's great. That way it's just all, you don't have to wait any time at all. Right on. And your flavor can change with each puff. <laughs> uh, let's see. And Russ Hicks also chimes in saying definitely Zeppelin. I mean, yeah. Uh, Kent Mosher, he also said, uh, I poured it into a 9 by 9 glass baking pan, set a mason jar lid ring in the center, and set a wet sponge on the ring. So almost like an elevated wet sponge uh, among the rest of the tobacco, and then you've got it uh, covered in, uh, you know, some kind, of, some kind of saran wrap or something to keep the moisture in there. Um, and that way, you know, I, I like that idea. I think that way you're uh, not you know, giving the tobacco a direct contact with the moisture, but it's still, uh, you know, kind of allowing itself to, you know, uh, evaporate through there. So, yeah. Great. Well, hey, great feedback, uh, you know, from all of you, both the uh, podcast listeners and those of you tuning in for the live show. We always love getting that, especially love those iTunes reviews. If you haven't done so already, head over to iTunes, write us a review. Uh, We love getting that kind of feedback. You don't have to be a poet. You can just give us five stars and say it's good. We're cool with that. But if you are a poet, that's bonus point. Hey, if you poet and you know it, then go for it. Why not? Uh, we also love for you to tune in through the Satchel podcast player. For those of you on an Android device, we definitely recommend heading over to the Google Play Store, downloading Satchel and uh, enjoying the beta, giving us feedback on what you think of that experience. Satchelplayer.com to find links for that. If you have an iPhone and you want to be part of the beta test, um, you can actually submit to uh, get an invite. We actually have an invite going out at the very tail end of this week. Or Is a new, that, new that version right? going out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we actually had a meeting about that earlier today, so I'm excited to Good. get that in people's Man, that's hands. that's great. Yep. So uh, do that. Satchelplayer.com, again, is the place to find that. Be sure to tune in live every single Monday night where we broadcast the show, CountrySquireRadio.com. That's 6.30 Central, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. That's where we want you to be at CountrySquireRadio.com. Tune Nailed in live. Be, uh, be part of the conversation, too. You can actually tweet into us at Squire Radio, or you can... Follow us during the weeks that are during the days that we're not live. You can follow me at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. Of course, all the contact information for that, our Facebook, and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Yeah, man. How hey, about that? I had fun tonight. This was great. Yeah, this was a great show. And, and I just, you know, as I'm sitting here talking and my match is uh, burning profusely, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've thought of multiple jars of tobacco that I think I'm going to go home and uh, and give some attention to. Man. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll try a bunch of different kinds. I might have a reason to go buy a potato tonight. Man, it'd be awesome. I actually, <laughs> the food, the fruit thing in particular, I'm curious to know if, uh, what feedback we get from listeners and uh, and hopefully taking some pictures if some of y'all have done that because I'm curious. You know, I always buy Orlick in pairs anyway. Yeah. I, I always do that. I always buy, every time I buy Orlick, I buy two cans. I buy um I buy one to smoke immediately and then one, one to, to put, put back. Yep. I, I don't know why. It's just a habit that I have. And so, uh, I don't know. Next time I do that, I might, might throw a little orange peel. Man, we've, I tell you what, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's review it, man. That, that'd be great. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.